When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Join the conversation. Call 1300 01 1170 or text 0457 736 736. Welcome to the show and go with Jimmy Galvin and Drew Mitchell on SEN. Hello and welcome to the show and go on SEN with myself. Rugby tragic, the jolly Jimmy Galvin. <laughs> so tragic. And my co-host Drew Mitchell. Drew, it's a long weekend. Happy long weekend. Mate, it is a long weekend and... Uh we're going to enjoy it. Yeah, we are. You you feel really relaxed this morning, actually. Mate, I feel it. I feel it. It's a uh, it's good time. And look, I we do have a big show coming up. We do. We're going to be um, announcing and talking through the Wallabies squad, the 35-man squad that Dave Rennie's about to announce. Mm. And it it's with a heavy heart that I'm going to announce one omission. Who's that? Surely you can't announce it this early. Jimmy Galvin, you have oh. not made the squad. <laughs> I know you were hiring some type of hope, but you just did not make it. Your oh. effort on efforts are poor. Yeah. Your footwork's poor. Yep. Contact areas, poor. I appreciate the feedback. Set piece, poor. Yep. Well, Enthusiasm, yeah. really high. Thank you, mate. Yeah. Look, I, I take it all on board. <laughs> I did actually wake up to a, a call this morning from Drew. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, Given me my omission from the squad, but I'm glad we've done that on air yeah. as well. Yeah, Thank I you, just mate. wanted to make sure that everyone else knew that you weren't good enough to make it. <laughs> I am I am a team player, though, on and off the field. Well, not in this team, because you didn't make the team. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a massive show coming up today. We've obviously had the semi-finals for Super Rugby, uh, some cracking games over the weekend, and a lot happening in the week of sport. Which brings us to our tight five brought to you by Gut Performance. Head to gutperformance.com.au and fix up your gut, Drew. Oh, mate, you'll have to fix up your gut. <laughs> I think I, I think uh, we're both in that. Yeah. I've, had, I've had that product before. I tell you what, it's a cracker. Yeah, I might yeah. have to get onto it. Yeah, thank you, Gut Performance, for your support of the show and go. Tight five this week, kicking it off, Drew. The LA Giltinis have followed the Austin Gilgronis lead in being kicked out of the MLR competition. Now, for me, that's terrible news for the MLR as an American competition that's starting to make waves and they've just been awarded a World Cup. Now out mm-hmm. of uh, you know the, the, the two top teams, the two leading teams in the Western Conference. What's going on there, Drew? Well, it's it's unfortunate. I just think it's been handled really poorly from the NR, uh, sorry, the MLR and um, Kilbrew, the, the commissioner. There's not been a great deal of clarity that's come out. They've just said the Gilgronies were kicked out because of salary cap breaches. We understand that. But then the LA Giltinis were then subsequently kicked out for a breach in the participation agreement. So, which not salary cap. Their their books are apparently, as far as I know, their their books are clean. Adam Fry, the GM, is in, in um, encouraging the MLR to go through their books because they they're happy with how they read. Um, but it's that's not the issue with the Giltinis. The salary cap is not the issue. It's a breach in the the participation agreement part of the contract. So how can you possibly punish the players? 
for an, an administration issue or an ownership issue that they're they're butting heads with the commission. Yeah, that, uh, it, that to me, there just hasn't been enough transparency about the actual reasons of why that you I, can kick out a, a team who is leading a competition. Yeah, and, and I, I it's think, a bad look globally. I think that the lack of transparency is also coming in because it's all it's all wound up in court proceedings. Mm. It won't be finished before the boys are obviously able to play. They're meant to be playing this weekend. That's not going to happen. They're out. Um, I just think the communication, like they're, they're just so vague in their their press releases, the the MLR. Um, and again, like you say, there's there, there may have been a reaction from the Gilgronies um, elimination from the owner Adam Gilchrist. He obviously owns well, you, both. You, the two. You're, you're good mates with Adam Gilchrist. How will he be finding this news? Well, no, but that's what I, I think. There was a reaction after the, the like his first team, the Gilgronies, yep. was kicked out. And I, th- my understanding, and and like I said on my Twitter, I'm happy to be corrected. But my understanding is, as a result of his reaction. The other, the commission, which is made up of all the other owners mm. and the and a couple on the board and, and obviously the commissioner, have voted to kick the Giltinis out. Now, That's, I get I get that wrong. maybe his threat of taking the Giltinis out of the comp is is not um, you know it's it's not play on. I get that, but you know when you're emotional and you know you, there's plenty of cash riding on it, you can you can at least. You know, you can almost pass give guy give a guy a bit of a pass mark for speaking emotionally in in those moments. But I, if you're going to punish anyone, punish him. You know, like yeah, fine him or or hamper him in some way. Not all these players that have gone about their business all season long. Yeah, their books are clean, and you know, then all of a sudden they're kicked out. And I just don't understand how you can have a commission that have the the ability to to eliminate other teams in the competition when they're your direct rivals. Yeah, that's it's it's wrong. I, I think we, we, we want to keep tabs on where this one ends yeah, up I mean, because this, this could get explosive. It's definitely a watch this space because, look, my, also my understanding as well, like I, I was talking to two clubs over there a couple of years ago, albeit, so different administration, I'm sure, mm. but my contract wasn't going to be above the table. Like the salary cap is 500K for 35 professional players. Everyone has to fit under 500K. That is not going to happen. And... Whilst it doesn't make it okay that, oh, if everyone's cheating, it's okay. I get that. But if you went through everyone's books, there wouldn't be a competition. And when you've just signed the hosting rights for 2031 for the Rugby World Cup in America, yeah. you need to be getting interest into the game. You need to be getting engagement in the game. You need to be attracting players to help larger the development of your well. game. Surely, yeah. larger dollars, larger salaries. I just think it was a knee-jerk reaction. It yeah. should have been dealt with after the season. Um, and... Yeah, I, I just yeah. Anyway, it's a watch this space type of thing. It'll be it'll be forever remembered this season the MLR for all the wrong reasons. I feel. What else have we got on the tight five today, Drew? Mate, uh, well, Dave, Dave Rennie's about to name his Wallaby squad in just a few moments, they, and we've we'll, missed out in me, mate. I will tell you what. Well, I'd, yeah, maybe and maybe <laughs> not. Um, but yeah, obviously he's. They've named the the three players yeah. from overseas that are going to be in it. So it'll be no surprises to hear uh, Marika Korombete. Uh, Samu Karevi and, and Quade Cooper's name in that squad. Mm-hmm. Um, so, look, it, I'm sure that's probably – I think there's probably going to be more of a talking point about who's been left out than perhaps who's made the squad. And you've got your little mittens on the squad already. I do. You? Yeah. I do. Yeah. I might have had a little sneak peek uh, over a coffee before. I've got my, my – uh, my mouth zipped up until later in the show when we've got uh, when, when we're allowed to have a chat about that one. But, uh, yeah. yeah, a couple of surprises in there, Drew. Look, there's some surprises in there, but also probably bigger surprises who aren't in there, mm. as I said. So, anyway, stick around with us later in the show. We've got that coming up, but next in the tight five. Mate, Michael Wells has moved over to the Western Force. The captain of the Melbourne Rebels has jumped ship back over to WA. Uh, for me, a likely decision as Simon Cron, who would have come through the uh, northern, northern suburbs uh, club here in Sydney, 
um, has taken on the, the the Western Force job. Makes a lot of sense for Wells, but I think the Rebels will be reeling at that one. Because, well, because I mean, he was he was a strong leader for them this year. Yeah, but I, my understanding is they weren't offering him another contract. Is that right? Yeah. So yeah, I, yeah. that's like some of the other dialogue as well. Like, why would you have a captain for one year and then not back him after that? There's a few things going wrong at that club, I'll tell yeah. you what. Yeah, yeah, I mean, anyway, we keep shaking our head when we talk about them. But uh, yeah. they, we just hope that they get things right soon. It's a, it's a good signing for the force, I find. Yeah, Michael, it is. Michael Wells is a strong super rugby player. He's he's gotten better with age. He's, well, he's a he's a mature. Player. And you look at the back row for the Western Force. They're losing Fergus Lee Warner as well. He's going over to the UK. So there's going to be some spots to fill. And, and Michael Wells is uh, you know very capable man to, to fill those. And then speaking of up in the UK and Europe, uh, the Bulls from South Africa beat Leinster uh, in the um, in their championship, and they'll play the Stormers in the final because they beat Ulster. So this. Competition, which involves the Irish, the Welsh, the Scottish, the Italians, and the South Africans, is an all-South African final next mm. week. The Bulls versus Stormers. How do you how do you think European rugby will feel about that? With having all the strong South African teams come into the competition, you know, I, I know there were a couple of weaker teams in there last year, but the full contingent in mm. in, in the uh, Ultimate Rugby Championship now, will they be feeling a bit of niggle, like, oh, you know, maybe we shouldn't have let these guys in the comp? Uh, <laughs> there might be a little bit of regret. Um, yeah. I'm sure they would have banked on Leinster at least to have been there, um, but they've had a pretty tough couple of weeks, losing to La Rochelle and now losing to uh, to the Bulls. So tough times for, for Leinster. But then also in the uh, UK Premiership, the final next weekend will be between the Saracens and Leicester. Yes. So, um, yeah. That will be a big one. I know uh, quite a few of our listeners out there are, are Leicester fans here in, in yeah, Australia. Well, there's, so. there's a couple of players of... You know, Australian interest. And Nemanja Nodolo, who's going to come back to the Waratahs. Yeah. He's, he's playing for, for Leicester. I think Harry Potter. Uh, Harry, yeah, I'm not sure if he's coming back. No, no, he's not coming back. But, but there's Aussies that yeah. are up there playing up Correct. there. Um, yep. Yeah, there's a few up there. and um, Yeah, so that, that's all, that's the, the, the two big games up in uh, UK and Europe next weekend. Well, that would be interesting to see. I'm sure that would be some good footy mm. there. And then uh, last one on the gut performance type five this morning is that the Wallaroos are versing the USA uh, in, ooh, two minutes. Two minutes' time. So definitely get onto Stan, watch that, but listen to us. Yeah, have it on in the background and, and mute it. I'm, I'm, I'm sure there'll be good, some good footy to good watch. Good comms, yeah. yeah. But, you, you know, maybe just listen to us. Yeah. Uh, but that will be a good game. Uh, a couple of debut, debutants in there as well. Um, the Wallaroos girls will be pretty upset with the loss that they had to New Zealand over the, over the, during the week. Mm-hmm. They were in the game um, in terrible conditions oh, most awful. of the way along. Um, and look, I, I, New Zealand scored some late points in there that might have blown the score out just slightly, but it was a tough physical game, Drew. Yeah, it certainly was. Look, the girls, um, it was the first time, they were, they were chasing their first win against the Kiwis. So, um, you know, they showed their class a little bit towards the back end there and also probably played to the conditions a little bit better, probably a little bit more familiar with those types of conditions. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, the Wallaroos have made a couple of changes for this game against the USA. And like we said, that it's kicking off. One minute now. Within 60 seconds. Well, that's the gut performance type five for this week. Head to www.gutperformance.com.au to uh, fix fix your gut up. Uh, it might get me in the Wallabies maybe if I, if I do, Drew. But, uh, um, I mean, look, both of us are in this category. We need to fix our guts, but also lose our guts. Yeah, yeah. And, and gut performance will help do yeah. that. Thank you for their support of the show and go. This is Jimmy Galvin, Andrew Mitchell on the show and go this Sunday morning. We'll be back right after the break with none other than Andrew Mertens. 
Join the conversation. Call 1300 01 1170 or text 0457 736 736. You're listening to The Show and Go with Jimmy Galvin and Drew Mitchell on SEN. Welcome back to The Show and Go on SEN with myself, Jimmy Galvin and Drew Mitchell. Now, Drew, we are joined by none other on the line now than... Uncle Andrew Mertens. Uncle Mertz, how are you? <laughs> I don't know whether to take that as a, as a compliment or uh, <laughs> a little bit of a dig at my own. But, uh, Not at yeah, all, mate. Good. It's always always interesting to hear how you blokes sound on Sunday morning. So um, I like to think I'm, I'm fairly honey tonsured myself at the best of times. But, uh, but yeah, always seeing how you guys shape up is an interesting one. Mate, we are fresh today. Fresh as Can't say much for tomorrow in advance because we're actually seeing you later on today at a little Kiwi do, aren't we? Oh, we are telling you at that, are you? Oh, <laughs> and, uh, to get some white Surprise! Beautiful. little slice of heaven. It's the early setting up at Potts Point. Though. We're 2.30 and we've got the excuse of, uh, of kids to look after later on. Mertz, 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 Mertz. That's my pass. Mertz, we're, we're coming to the 2.30 session. So, <laughs> and I've got strict instruction from... The great man himself, Matty Orpai, the, uh, the the drinks connoisseur from Icebergs. He's going to be doing the drinks at today's lunch to absolutely double shot everything you've got. <laughs> well, that's good. Double I... nothing is easy, isn't it? I didn't get a call up to the Wallaby squad this morning, but I did get a call up for the 2.30 lunch session. So I am looking forward to seeing you down there today, mate. Hey, Mertz. Uh, Big weekend in Super Rugby. Uh, obviously, your Crusaders, their defensive effort up against the Chiefs on Friday night. Uh, run us through that after watching the game, mate. You must be feeling quite confident going into the Super Rugby final as a Crusaders legend. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, uh, very, very proud, obviously, of the effort of the, the Crusaders on Friday night. And if there's anything I like to talk about, it's defensive efforts, as you know. Um, <laughs> and I feel like I'm a real expert on the subject. Actually, funnily enough, in 2000, we managed to win a final and um, we dragged the game down at Bruce Stadium where... The Bundys had 70% possession, and somehow I watched 14 other blokes stand up and tackle <laughs> themselves to a standstill, just getting up and making those hits all night. And, and, and it's an impressive sight when that happens. But Friday night, to see 222 tackles um, from the Crusaders is extraordinary. I don't think they will want to give that much possession across yeah. uh, to the Blues, uh, and I don't think they would have wanted to give that possession across to the Brumbies as well. So regardless, after they came out of Friday night, they would have been, yeah, Happy with uh, with with the heart and the passion and the and the I guess the technique and the resilience of making all those tackles, but you do not want to be uh, trying to make two hundred against the Blues because you won't. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The, the Richie Benno stat sheet: two hundred and twenty-two <laughs> tackles. But um, mate, one like a little side note, I suppose, is the the form of Richie Mawanga, but also the form of Bowden Barrett. I think like last night he really stepped it up a notch understanding that it's sort of, you know, coming down well close to uh, All Blacks selection time. As a former number 10 for both the Crusaders and also the All Blacks, where would you go? Which direction, Oof. Richie or, or Bowden at the moment? I, I really don't know. Um, I, I, I'm very impressed, obviously, with, uh, with Bowden Barrett in terms of probably what he's added to his game now is just a little bit more of quicker feet and that's probably a direct result of having Monga as his, as his competitor there that you know he's always had that incredible incredible pace but now just in the close quarter stuff which he's always been good at, at running into the, the gaps and stuff like that but just bouncing around in close and he was you know 
pretty prominent in a couple of Blues tries where he, he did that and got a couple of offloads away and stuff like that. So he added a little bit of, I guess, nimbleness to his game in close because, you know, he has got long strides and he's very quick, but, uh, you know, Moana's got that, those crazy feet. So I, I really don't know who, who I'd put. I mean, you know, um, I, I think Moana is perhaps even more of a, a classic fly half than, than Bodie, Bodie is yeah. because, you know, obviously Barrett's played a lot of fullback and stuff as well, which he's, he's fantastic at. And he's a player that you've got to have on the field. And so I guess the question is, um, you know, what's a stronger combination, Moana 10 and Barrett 15 or Barrett 10 and um, whoever else at, at 15, whether it's Jordy Barrett or whether it's Will Jordan. So, mm. uh, you know, they've got options. And that's a bit washy-washy answer, as you know. <laughs> well, you actually haven't given us one. <laughs> 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 I've just been obfuscating and, uh, and procrastinating, really. Yeah. So well, it, was, yeah. it was interesting well, last night. They're both pretty even. Yeah, it was interesting last night. I understand coverage to hear Michael Checker talk about the way they both play and how Rich Moanga likes to play up on the top of the line, whereas uh, Bowden likes to sort of sit back a little bit and watch the game play out, perhaps because of his his um, you know his time at fullback, see things before he injects himself. So do you think that also plays into how the, the All Blacks want to play as well? Yeah, they can take a little bit of a horses-for-courses courses approach there, can't they? And, and Bodie's somewhere in between, say, Dan Carter and a, and a Moonga, you know. Mm. Uh, Richie's got a... Moonga's got a long history of having played, you know, touch rugby and stuff like that, where you've got to be incredibly nimble and, and agile and really fast feet. And so, you know, that suits him. Whereas, you know, Bowden's a lot more... Um, well, they, they both bring all their players around them into the game as well. So... Look, it's probably much of a muchness. So, I mean, the All Black squad gets named uh, tomorrow, of course, 36 in that. Um, interesting to see this morning's run. I'm, I'm sure you guys have gone over a little bit of it. We haven't just yet. Next, next segment, actually. Oh, really? Oh, sorry. I don't want to preempt that. <laughs> so you're keeping me on the New Zealand subject, aren't you? Where we, actually, where have you been the last two nights, Drew? You had the weekend off. Well, I was actually meant to go down to Canberra last night for the coverage uh, to do some stuff with the family and friends, but there wasn't a gathering, so I was given the night off. I see Morgan um, Turinui got sent down there. That's a, yeah. that's a tough sandwich to try and digest. Right. Isn't it? You get sent down the road to a place that doesn't even have a game on and, uh, and turned around. For, and... for a three-minute cross. <laughs> <laughs> when they're losing. Uh, I, I did offer to Morgs that I would do it for him because his kids were playing in state rep um, rugby over the weekend, but I don't know, he just uh, he preferred to go down to Canberra. Yeah, so I don't know if we'll make a trip across to Auckland, Drew. I don't know if they've got us on, on that sort of thing, but the final, obviously, next Saturday night. It's hopefully not a bad time for Australians at 4.30 as well, so um, that'll be good. But like I say, Crusaders do not want to give up that much ball yeah. to the Blues because they just show that they, they can... You know, they can tear everyone to shreds when they want to. But uh, I think the Crusaders will feel like they've got a, a, a lot more in them, particularly with the ball in hand. But they've shown up pretty lethal too. I mean, down to 14 men both times and get a couple of quick opportunities. Bang, they're down there. And Cullen Grace gets a try each time. So yeah. they're pretty ruthless as well. Hey, Mertz, just uh, just back on the on the game from last night with the Brumbies and having a look at from the Australian perspective, uh, what what were your outcomes and your views of the Australian teams this year? What was your full assessment, uh, you know, across the board of, of what stood out for you? What were the strengths and what were the weaknesses in, in Super Rugby? Well, I think um, most noticeable thing for me across the board, and, and some teams were already good at this, um, but across the board, I think the handling skills have been a lot better from the Australian teams, and I think there's been a lot less aimless kicking. 
You know, and, and I guess the most glaring example of that is the Waratahs, where, you know, with a young team under pressure last year, they seemed bereft of ideas so often that they just hoofed the ball when, you know, and, and not great kicks, not attacking kicks either. Um, and, and the handling skills when they tried to capitalise on the few chances that they got weren't weren't good. So I think Aussie teams have been a lot better with their handling skills this year. Uh, they've kicked away less ball. When they do kick, they make it much more of a, a contestable kick. So I think that's been a you know a big big step forward. And I think it's reflected just in the results that uh, that they've had. You know, when you look statistically, two out of twenty five games last year against the New Zealand teams, uh, Australian teams won seven this year, and there were probably six maybe another seven that could have gone either way. You know, you look at the Blues against the Waratahs at Leichhardt and that sort of result, Blues, Brumbies. Um, there was there was some pretty tight games. So I think overall the standard was much better. And I think it was because, yeah, a lot of it just putting more pressure on the, the New Zealand teams when the Aussie teams had the ball in hand and, and not... Oh. Oh, Mertz, you haven't gone in an elevator there, have you? Oh, I think we might we we might have lost our, our friend Andrew. Yeah, Andrew we, we've, wound, we've wound him up. Oh, he's back. He's back. He's back. Yeah. We've got it. We got you, Mertz. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we, we lost you there for a second, mate. Mertz, oh, sorry. Just quickly to to finish up. What's your what's your tip for next weekend's final? The Crusaders on uh, oh, the Blues wow. in Eden Park, of course. I re- I honestly don't know. Give us I mean, one, I, mate. I, 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 <laughs> I sound like a Michael Chicky. I don't make predictions, mate. <laughs> that sounded like Eddie Jones. I'll get to He's out shortly, too. How good is that going to be? Yeah. He's coming across and landing in Perth and dropping a few grenades at the press conferences. Uh, heart says, I don't know, my head's shut off on a Sunday morning, so my heart says Crusaders by, uh, I don't know, seven or eight. So we're going to see Scott Robertson breakdowns afterwards. How good? Oh, let's hope not. But let's hope the, the weather, the, the conditions are so inclement that he uh, he can't get down on the ground. But yeah, it's, it's a good good traditional part of it. And I guess you know it's, it just sums him up. He's had so much success as a coach, but yet, yet he's prepared to make a laughing stock of himself, and that's wonderful. Well, mate, we're also prepared for you to make a laughing stock of yourself this afternoon. Yeah, a bit of, bit of break dancing this afternoon, Mertz. <laughs> no worries there. Maybe the break, maybe not the dance. <laughs> Andrew Merton, thanks so much for your time this morning, mate. And uh, we look forward to seeing you this afternoon. See you guys. See you later. Thanks, mate. That's Andrew Mertens, former All Blacks and Crusaders legend and good friend of the show and go. Now, Drew, what have we got coming after the break, man? Well, we've got the Wallaby squad. Hang around. 35-man squad just announced by Dave Rennie. And uh, we'll go through all the big inclusions as well as uh, the omissions. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be it's, – it's an interesting one. Get yourself ready for it. This is Jimmy Galvin, Andrew Mitchell on the show and go on SEN. We'll be back right after the news. Join the conversation. Call 1300 01 1170 or text 0457 736 736. You're listening to The Show and Go with Jimmy Galvin and Drew Mitchell on SEN. Welcome back to The Show and Go on SEN. And Drew, it's time. We are going to unveil the Wallaby squad for the England series coming up in the next few weeks. Now, Drew, do you want to kick off with proceedings here? Yeah, mate, I'd love to. Look, there's 35 uh, players being announced in Dave Rennie's squad and congratulations to each of the 35 and commiserations to the players that were just on the edge and may have got a, a, an uncomfortable uh, phone call like our very own rugby tragic Jimmy Galvin I know this how morning. it feels. I know yeah, so feels. look, we're going to go through uh, in positions. The props that have made this squad are Alan Alalatoa, Angus Bell, Pone Faalmasili, Scott Seo, James Slipper, and Teniello Tupo. So they're the squads, uh, the, the, the props that make up that squad. The notable omissions, probably 
in in that position would be Tom Robertson from the Force and also Harry Johnson Holmes. That's a, that's an interesting one. HGH Harry Johnson Holmes. I thought he was going to be in the squad. HJH rather. Uh, yeah, look, I just feel it's got a bit of a better ring to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, he had a good season. Yeah, look, um, another big one is obviously Scott Co. He wasn't in the last squad that they announced, so he's he's forced his way back in with some uh, impressive form. So take us through the hookers. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've got Falau Fayengaa. We've got Lachlan Lonigan and Dave Parecki in the hookers. Most notable omission there is Felidi Kaitu'u. Yeah. Um, didn't have his strongest season with the force. Probably couldn't really force his way back into the Wallaby squad. But uh, huge for Dave Parecki. Yeah, yeah. Huge opportunity for Parecki. Um, obviously, there's there's 15 Brumbies players picked in this in this uh, Wallaby squad. So the form of the Brumbies is certainly being rewarded. Kaitu'u. Um, he was struggling to make the starting side for the as Western a captain Force. As well. Yeah, as a captain, yeah. So um, just a bit of a drop-off in form from him. All right, let's go through the locking position. Uh, we've got Nick Frost, Jed Holloway, Caden Neville, Matt Phillip, and Darcy Swain. It's a strong locking component. Yeah, I mean, look, it's a, it's, it's a pretty um, – it's an area where we've got a lot of depth, really, because mm. when you, also when you think of it, you've got Arnold overseas, you've got Skelton overseas as well. Plus, you've got these guys that missed out on our shores – Isaac Rodder yeah. came home to, to make the Wallaby squad. He's missed out. Um, Hennigan, he also came back just recently. He missed out as well. There's plenty of players, like even the, the, the lock pairing up at the Reds, Angus Blythe and, and Ryan Smith, they've been in good form, but they've missed out as well. So whilst um, this is a really strong uh, Wallaby squad, it's also a really strong Australia A squad for these players that have missed out. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. And having uh, those uh, locking, that, that depth in the locks is not a typically Australian thing that we have. So it's mm-hmm. a nice, nice uh, position or problem to have at the moment. Absolutely. Going through the back row, Michael Hooper, Rob Liotta, Pete Samu, Rob Valentini, and Harry Wilson is the back row for the Wallabies this year. Now, a lot of pushback on Fraser McWright, who's been on the show and go with us here before, not being picked in the squad. And Uru from the Reds as well uh, was someone that has been in top form this year that could have really been put into that back row uh, position as well. Yeah, look, there's, you know, I mean, Fraser McWright... He, he's been in tremendous form, and, and they've not really gone with another out-and-out number seven outside of Michael Hooper. Pete Samu could probably play there as well if he was to play off the bench, uh, but they don't really have an out-and-out seven backup uh, behind Hooper. So, Char- Charlie Gamble's in- ineligible yeah, just at the moment. Yeah. So, I mean, you look at Hardwick, Brad Wilkins been strong for the Rebels. I'm sure we'll see some of these players feature for Australia Ray. Uh, against uh, the likes of Samoa Tonga and uh, Fiji as well. Okay, the halfbacks, uh, no real surprises here. Nick White, Tate McDermott and Jake Gordon. Um, Probably the two biggest talking points to miss out is uh, Ryan Lonigan and and, uh, Joe Powell, the the Rebels. Yeah. Uh, But I think the the three that made the squad were probably... um, They've got that right. Yeah, they've probably got that right, yeah. Do we know how Tate McDermott's injury is looking? Uh, I'm not too sure, not too sure, but I'm sure if he's in the squad, he's uh, for the England series, he's at least a shout for okay. yeah, like a, at least one or two of the games at least. Fly halves, Quade Cooper, who we mentioned, uh, who, who was announced during the week, is coming back. Noah Lolosio and James O'Connor. Um, that's, that's a strong, that's a strong fly half combination yeah. there that we we have in the squad. But um, I'd say. Probably the, the the biggest talking point would be Tane Edmund, uh, who I wouldn't be surprised to see get a run with Australia yeah, as well. I don't I don't think anyone would be surprised that he's not in the squad. I think it's probably too early for him. I think he's definitely uh, you know a guy to watch for the future for squads, but not not just yet. I think it'd probably almost be detrimental to put him in this early. But I think yeah, like you say, it could be someone that really features heavily in that Australia A program uh, this year. 
Okay, into the centres, um, the suspended Lenikitao, he's made the squad. Um, Samu Karevi back from Japan. Hunter Paisami and Izzy Parisi. So it's a pretty strong centre yeah. position. The guys that have missed out, Irei Simone, he's off to Clermont up in uh, the top 14. Lalakai Fiketi, he'd, he'd be disappointed. He's, he's unlucky, yeah. And uh, Matt Toomura as well, he's missed out as well. So, yeah. look, sometimes the strength of the, the guys that are in are also highlighted by the, the the strength of the players that have missed out. Yep. So this this position especially, um, some pretty strong contenders not getting the nod, um, but hard to argue with, with the four that have made it. Uh, I, who, who would be your starting centre pairing? For me, it'd have to be Karevi and Parisi. Yeah, if it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. hopefully um, Izzy's, Izzy will be fit for the first game. I think he was at a stretch pushing to make the Waratahs quarterfinal. Yeah. Wasn't able to, so... All indications are that he will be ready. Um, I, I'd, I'd say so as well. I mean, given the fact that Iki Tower is not available for the first game either, um, you'd have to say Parisi. Yeah, absolutely. That's, yep. a, that's a strong centre uh, contingent there. Uh, the outside backs, uh, we've got Banks, Kellaway, Marika Corambete, Jordan Pattaya. We've got Vunavalu, who is a huge. That's a that's a big call, uh, as as well as right in there as well. Now the biggest emissions from the outside backs here. Now there's been some, Reese Hodge, yeah, uh, Felipe Dangunu. Uh, we've got Mataeli. Curtly Bill's not in the squad at the moment. Uh, he is injured and coming back. Um, I thought Dylan Peach could have been a, an, an outside runner in there as well, uh, but a lot of a lot of pushback, I'd say, will come on the Jock Campbell front, who had a really strong season for the Queensland Reds. Um, but uh, again, Drew, not a bad problem to have in the outside backs. Quite a bit of talent there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, Hodge is probably the biggest submission there in terms of um, previous squads and selections. So uh, he'll be disappointed. Dungunu did a job for them last year. He's sort of. For, for whatever reason, I think it's probably more defensively in, in his error rate. Dungunu doesn't really get too much of a nod from Brad Thorne unless there's injuries in his back line. Um, Manasa Mataeli, I think he's, a, he's an interesting one because he was in the last Wallaby squad announced by Dave Rennie, mm. but he's just recently been announced in the Fijian squad. So he's right. he's actually going to be playing in the Fijian squad, um, who've also tipped a really strong squad as well. Um, like you mentioned, Kirtley hasn't played for quite some time. He's injured up there in the top 14. And I do... Uh, do know that Dave Rennie was wanting him to at least play one game before coming home, and he hasn't been able to do that um, with his rehabilitation. Peach, I think he's been in good form, but again, much like Edmed, probably a little bit too soon for him, but I think he will definitely feature in Australia. I was right? just about to ask, surely he'd, he'd get a run there. Yeah, at, at least at some point for sure, and, and Jock Campbell the same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think, look, Vunavalu is an interesting one for me. I just I don't think he's done enough, to be honest, to, to warrant a, a Wallaby jersey. Um, he's played eight games last year, five tries, eight games this year. Two tries. Two tries. Not that that always determines how well you're going, but I still don't think he's got a handle on positionally uh, in involving himself to the level of a, of a Wallaby player. Um, mm. I think he's very good and I think he will be good, but I don't think, I just don't like the idea of giving a bloke a jersey on potential rather yeah. than performance. You know, when, you, when you've got players that, you know, like even Muirhead, Andy Muirhead, I think as well, unlucky in terms of, Putting performances out there, I think there are players that probably are more deserving of that position at the moment than Sully. Um, that being said, you know, is he better served in being in that environment? I think he'll play Australia Ray as well, um, yeah. rather than going back and playing, you know, 
And I think it's also probably an admission for Rugby Australia to not have an $800,000 a year player playing, playing, park, footy. playing park footy. 100%. So. Um, but, I mean, that's not to take away. Like, the, he has shown glimpses. Yeah. And he's he's obviously a tremendous athlete. Um, I think from all of us, we just want to see more of it. And, I mean, some of it's also down to the fact that he's not been able to string too long a periods together because of injury. But um, I think, anyway, looking at the whole squad, I think it's a really strong squad. Yeah, I was just going to say. And one that we'd have to be pretty confident going in against this English team. Do, do you think that's been picked for uh, the English style of play in particular, or is that our is that our best squad? Um, well, I think it's our best squad to play England, yeah, for sure. I, 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 that could be the other thing, really. Vunivalu, like, when you look at it, England, the the amount of contestable kicks we'll have to field against England will be dramatically greater than what we're what they're facing at Super Rugby yep. at the moment. The style and game that the English will bring, the amount of box kicks, the amount of contestable kicks, the amount of kicks in from counter attack from the English. So having someone like Suliasi Vunavalu in the air would be handy. But then if you've got him and Marika Corombete in the back three with Tom Banks, you've got one guy that can, is a noted kicker, mm. right? And in that style of game, you need, you know, territory is everything. Uh, you need players that are going to be able to make good decisions around their kicking, kick for outcome, whether it's for space or for line. Um, so whilst he serves a purpose in one area of that, in, in that style of play, um, I think Pattaya is also good in that area, but also probably not doesn't have the strongest kicking game when under pressure. So anyway, I think overall, you've got to be pretty, we've got to be pretty confident with the squad that we picked. Yeah. Um, We've just got to identify that it's a slightly different style of game at Test Footy than what what they're playing at Super Rugby, and and uh, and maybe with a, a a good mix of these players that we've we've got that covered. Well, a strong squad, Drew, and some, and some big omissions as well. Some guys uh, that will be hurting this morning with, yeah, with a couple look, of phone calls. They're, they're they're never the nice ones to get right, either the phone call or even just sometimes just waking up and seeing it on socials or yeah. whoever it is to realise that you you're not in it. Um, so feel for those players, uh, but you know sometimes these types of things uh, are a good little kick up the backside to get uh, to get back into the squad and and get into the whatever this whatever it is that's leaving you out of that squad. Well, you've given me some very very good feedback on that this morning yourself, <laughs> Drew. Uh, this is uh, this is a show to go. We'll be back right after the break. Join the conversation. Call one 1170 or text 0457 736 736. You're listening to The Show and Go with Jimmy Galvin and Drew Mitchell on SEN. Welcome back to The Show and Go on SEN. Drew, we've got a text on through just now. Do we? Yeah. It's not negative Nancy from last week, is it? No, well, he has texted through earlier. And he was negative again. He was negative again. I don't, look, we'll, we'll see how we go. We might touch back on Adrian from Dural. But uh, but Nielsen has texted on through saying generally solid selections, but Rodder and especially McWright not getting a look in is a travesty. Love Captain Courageous, but McWright had the better form of the two. Nielsen, fellow dribbler. Drew? Uh, yeah, well, that is dribble. Um, <laughs> look, I, I, I think Mc, Fraser McWright is definitely, he's, has definitely been in strong form this year. By, by no means, right? There's, there's no argument there. To suggest that he's been in better form than Hooper is maybe somewhat misguided. Um, Fraser puts some solid pressure at the breakdown, uh, undoubtedly, but his penalty rate is far greater than Michael Hooper's. So that's that's the, probably the one area there where he just needs to kind of um, probably fix up a little bit is just his um, decision-making and awareness around what the referee is telling him um, just to make sure that um, his efficiency... And turnover rate versus penalty rate is 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 higher. 
Yeah. Well, th- thank you for the text through, Nelson. Uh, Isaac Rodder, I think it'd be pretty unlucky. I just think that's probably more about the depth in, in, that, position in that position more than more than his form. Yeah. But look, it's pro- another one. Like, there's no there's no one from the force that made the the squad. Yeah, that's not good. Not good con- considering what there's. Uh, last time around, there was Tony Pulu who missed out, Manasa Mata Eli, um, and then uh, Kaitu and Rodder as well. Now, Drew, you've got an update on the Wallaroos versus USA game, mate. Go on, give it we're, to me. We're 31 minutes in, and the USA lead the Wallaroos 3 0. Jeez Louise. Yeah, not much. Beautiful conditions, it looks like over there. Um, much different to, to the last game they played, but they're in a tight tussle. Hopefully they can bring it home, Drew. I mean, look at the moment. The handling errors to the US, nine to Australia's two. So, um, yeah, the, the Aussie girls need a lift. Okay, well, make You've sure you... have got a lift. <laughs> Jeez, that scared me, mate. Yeah, sorry. I wasn't looking at you it's then. Shannon Knoll. Yeah. Hey, just thinking of th- thinking of something really good that that wasn't. What? But you know what it's time for? What is it? It's time for Hot and Cold. Oh. Because you're hot and you're cold. Hot and cold on the show and go. That's right. Exactly. It's time for Hot and Gold. I know you love this segment, Drew. Mate, I love this segment because I love that sting. Yeah, the, often, the tune. Often that's the best part of the segment yeah. and the content goes downhill <laughs> from here, but I, I love that sting. Yeah, it's nice. Katie's, Katie's Kate, great. Yeah, Katie is great. Tell you who's never hot and cold, mm. just always hot, is Katy Perry. Her, her songs are amazing. <laughs> her, her fashion's amazing. Her energy's amazing. You think she's hot? Well, no, no, I'm not talking no, aesthetically. I'm yeah. just talking about everything that she provides as an artist. Yeah, yeah. No, she's very talented, Drew. Yeah. Um, tell you who else is hot. Who? I'm going to kick things off on hot and cold. Do uh, it. Look, uh, Australia versus Springboks at Allianz Stadium being announced during the week. That's hot. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. First so, international game that'll be held, held there at the... They made a real point of that as well. I know that the, the Rabbitohs Roosters got the first game, but I'll tell you what, Rugby Australia, Stan and Co., uh, all made it very clear that that's the first international event. That's now happened. you made a big thing about this, like oh, who's, who's going to be the like you know like I it's, still it's think important. it's a big deal. I just think like you, you don't care. Well, I just yeah, like I mean, tell me who the first game was at any stadium around the world. You don't remember? I remember Parramatta Stadium had a Parramatta game for for the Eels. Yeah, like a remember. one stadium you remember. <laughs> like I just think you know we remember the games for what they are. Yeah, okay. you know, not necessarily because they were the first there. So look, let let the um. Let our, our cousins in rugby league have this one, mm. but we'll uh, we'll we'll have the first test match and we'll have a better spectacle. What's on your hot list this week? Well, I just think uh, you know, tip of the hat to all the players that are getting uh, the gongs around for the Super Rugby franchises and their performances throughout the year. So Harry Wilson getting the Pilecki Medal up there for the Queensland Reds, and Brad Wilkin of the Rebels getting the best player uh, through for for their squad and his performances this year. I thought he was really strong, and we mentioned him as a as a, an omission from that squad, but probably. Um, he'll get his chance, I think, with the Australia A team. But, uh, yeah, the other teams are yet to have their awards nights. But, um, yeah, yeah, we'll just watch that space. But congratulations to those guys. They're hot. Oh, jeez. It's the aircon on in this studio. It's getting a bit nippy. Because <laughs> i tell you what I'm finding cold. What are you finding cold? This New Zealand lunch we're going to today. I think it's I, – I, I'm concerned about the menu. What do you mean? White bait burgers. Yeah. That's like, a, it's like it's a thing over there. Yeah. Yeah, we're just going to immerse ourselves into a bit of New Zealand culture, James. Okay. And if that means we have some white bait, and if it means that we have lamb shoulder and, and a pavlova, then so be it. Pavlova's contentious. What do you mean? I think we've stolen it, haven't we? Well, that's what I thought. 
It well, is on the menu though. Yeah, I mean, because I think it's it's originated from um, New Zealand. Okay, well, much look, like Russell Crowe, but we claim him. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's he's good like that. <laughs> um, and yeah, I'm actually really quite looking forward to it. Yeah. Just getting into a bit of um, Dave Dom. Da, 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 da. Yeah, no, it'll be good. Okay, all right. I'll take it off my cold list. I'll take it off my cold list. Have you got, any, you got anything on your cold list apart from singing this morning? Um, Not really. I'm in a good space, James. Yeah. You did work. You woke up sprightly this yeah. morning. Really did. Wallaby's announcement. Nice lunch. Long got, weekend. Long I mean, not that it changes my week any, because yeah. I have like six-day weekends anyway. <laughs> I, I, tell you, I tell you what is on my hot list is Carter Gordon re-signing for the Melbourne Rebels. I think that's an investment. I know you don't think it's that big a deal, Drew. No, of course it's a big deal for the young fella. Um, I just think they, he was probably handled poorly from the start of the season for the Rebels. Mm. You know, picking him after a whole preseason, picking him as the, the starting 10 and then dropping after one performance in horrible conditions would have battered his um, his confidence throughout the year somewhat and mm. only getting a lot of his opportunity off the bench um, for the rest of the year. I think they've just – if they if they've, they've obviously backed him now, right, re-signing for three years, then give the kid a chance. Yeah. Get people around him, get experience around him and get him a chance, let him steer this ship. That is hot and cold for this week. We'll be back right after the break. Join the conversation. Call 1300 01 1170 or text 0457 736 736. You're listening to The Show and Go with Jimmy Galvin and Drew Mitchell on SEN. Alrighty, welcome back to The Show and Go on SEN. Drew, let's cast an eye to the Super Rugby Final coming up next weekend. It is the Blues versus the Crusaders. Um, Eden Park. Eden Park. Huge game. Yep. I think it'll be a really high, as, as long as we get some dry, uh, dry conditions, uh, I think that'll be a really quality game. Drew, who are you tipping in that one? Look, I, I think the, the finals pedigree is certainly in the Crusaders' favour, but I'm going to go with the Blues. I like what they're doing. I like the, the, the way that they've been able to play in the right areas, um, you know, make the right decisions when you've got someone like Bowden Barrett making those decisions a lot of the time. Of course, it's, um, you know, it's, you're going to be in a good position. I think the, the combination between Perfetta and Bowden yeah. Barrett's been really strong. Yeah. They've got plenty of class out wide. I'm going to tip the Blues. Wow. Drew, that is a big call. I'll be going with the Crusaders next week because Quick, yeah. uh, the, the defence wins grand finals. Quick little update. Wallaroos are down 10-0 against the USA. M Chancellor in the, the naughty chair. Catch the second half on Stan Sport. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week.